This is a call to those who want incredible success, but do not necessarily want to get filthy rich. You want to help others, be purposeful, and enjoy all life has to offer. Welcome to the Inbound Marketing Revolution. This is Dow of Inbound with Ion Garlic. Hello and welcome to the Dow of Inbound. This is Ian Garlic. Ian, not Ian. Garlic like the spice. And for those of you new to Dow of Inbound, we are a podcast. I say we because it's you and the listener and me, Ian Garlic, CEO of Authentic Web, uh, on a journey, on a journey to use inbound marketing which is essentially a conversation to build business, to change minds, to improve lives, to do a lot of cool stuff. And this special episode of Dow of Inbound, I am on the road, literally on the road, driving to Tallahassee, Florida at 7 a.m. in the morning. I'm about a couple hours into my trip. And I decided, hey, I'm going to record an episode of Dial of Inbound on the road. So here I am recording. So you'll be able to hear in the background a little bit of rain as I drive. And for those of you not familiar with this drive, it's a long green drive and probably one of the few places in the world that the further north you drive, the further south you get. And by that I mean Central Florida is not really the south. But as you get into Tallahassee, you get into the south. And uh, it's interesting. It changes. The culture changes. People change. And for those of you that forgot your sixth grade geography, Tallahassee is the capital of the lovely sunshine state of Florida. I'm headed there for a video shoot, and on my drives, I listen to audiobooks. I, might want to, I listen to audiobooks all the time, and usually what I do is I back, go back and forth between audiobooks, and it's interesting because themes always play out, and I love it because then I remember a little bit better. Uh, I get a little bit more information, and I listen to a few books. Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek, The 10X Rule, Grant Cardone, and two other books I can't remember right off right now. And then, I, of course, I listen to a few podcasts here and there, uh, marketing podcasts, but also leadership podcasts, etc. And if you've been listening to Dial of Inbound, you know, we, in the past couple episodes, we've mentioned the number one marketing mistake made well, not the number one marketing mistake, number one regret. Once you get deep into inbound marketing, there's a big regret. And I want you to go back. I'm not going to tell you because you got to listen. You got to go listen to the other episodes. Um, but this one is the number one criteria for success in inbound marketing. It's actually the number one criteria for success in business or number one criteria for the success 
pretty much in anything. If you really want that high level of success, besides hard work, which kind of falls under this rule, the number one rule of success, and before I get into it, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the books. First of all, Leaders Eat Last. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic book, but it makes you realize how important culture, how important honesty is with your, not only with your team, but with the people you talk to. And the people that are your constituents. And constituents not only includes your customers, but the people around your customers. And that's important in inbound marketing. That's important in the marketing world, especially if you're a small business, because you're looking for referrals. So you're worried about not only talking to potential clients, but who's going to talk about you, what they're going to say about you. So that when your your need for your services comes up, your name comes up. And... And Leaders Eat Last, it's a fantastic book, really about how we've looked at the criteria of having a single metric of stuff like shareholder value has ruined a lot of companies and that not connecting with people in business and in marketing has led us down a bad path. And that's, it's so true. You always have to keep people and and your value to those people, how you can serve those people at the forefront. And as long as it's aligned with your values, you've got to do what you do, can do to help people. And that will make your marketing a thousand times better because that's at inbound marketing to really work. You're helping people. You're helping them step by step by step get a little bit better. And, of course, lead them to your service if they're the right fit for you. So the other part, another book I'm listening to is Grant Cardone's 10X Rule, I believe the name of it is. I'm not going to look it up right now because I'm driving. Um, And in it, he talks about only practices. And now we look around. And you look at great companies and you look at great leaders and you look at great marketing campaigns and we're always searching for best practices. What's the best practice in email marketing? What's the best practice in SEO? What's the best practice in inbound marketing and in leadership? But I love this idea of only practice. What's the thing that only you can do? And he had a great story in there about a a sales force who looked at opportunities to win. And so what they started doing was as soon as a prospect left their office, the salesperson would call them. And then the manager would call them. And they would keep calling until they got through to them. And I know that sounds like it might be annoying to you. And you're like, man, I can't do that. But that's an only practice because that no one else did that. Did that. So that stood out. And that company went on, you know, uh, 
50% of those people that they called came back. And then they closed another 50% of those people, I believe is the number. So they increased their sales 25% with one phone call. One phone call with the person that they're already having a conversation with. Now, they're obviously providing value because that person wouldn't walk into their office if they didn't need something from that salesperson, whatever they're selling. And you might say, well, I'm not a salesperson. I'm a lawyer or a doctor or, you know, or I'm an entertainer. I know a couple guys listening to the show have a podcast. And, uh, you know, you might be like, well, I'm not selling. Of course you're selling. You're always selling. And you're providing value. And what's that value? So think about this. With one phone call, these guys increase their sales 25%. Not only do they increase their sales 25%, they cut down on their follow-up time immensely. They increase cash flow immensely because if you, if you close that sale today instead of tomorrow or next week or two weeks from now, think about the, what that does for your, the money you're coming have coming in and the amount of time that you have to spend on helping a client or the amount of time you have to look for new clients, for new prospects, for new people to entertain, for new people to help. And you also get a jolt of adrenaline. You know, and as we look around and look at other stories, you know, another one that came from Leaders Eat Last is the idea of 3M. And I love the fact that, yeah, I didn't even think of this, but when 3M, if they were to be and, and have a logo on any of their products and all their products they the average person would see their products 70 times a day they've done 70 times I mean think about that think about how much they've changed our lives I mean a simple thing is like post-it note but all that stuff comes from a culture of embracing mistakes and doing stuff, and and that story from uh, Simon Sinek's book, Leader Last, about 3M, and I've heard the story before, but I'm just quoting it from there, where the guy who was trying to make a super strong adhesive made actually a super weak adhesive, but he embraced that and said, hey, everybody, look what I did here. I made a mistake, made this super weak adhesive. Look what I've done. And embracing those mistakes... You know, we've talked about not knowing and embracing failure and failure being a trickster and embracing those mistakes. And and, and you're going to make mistakes, but how can you turn them around? And, and that's an only practice because so many companies don't embrace mistakes. They apologize if at best, shoot them under the rug, but they're not embracing the mistakes. And in your marketing, you should embrace mistakes too. And what I'm getting at is the the best practice isn't necessarily because the best practice might be to apologize and rectify and possibly just make note of a mistake. You know, Authentic Web, one of our parts of our culture is we celebrate our successes and our mistakes because mistakes are what make us grow. And what I'm saying is not that 
You should be trying to make mistakes. But you should be trying stuff, and stuff's not going to work. For a lot of people, like I said, a best practice is not necessarily paying attention to mistakes, but trying to avoid them completely. And that would seem like a logical best practice, avoiding mistakes. But if you're avoiding mistakes, and mistakes shouldn't be simple stuff like not locking the door when you leave the office or something like that. But try stuff. And if you're trying stuff in the right light and doesn't work, you're making a mistake in the right way. So avoiding mistakes is best practice. Embracing mistakes is an only practice because not a lot of people do it. Where I'm going with this is the number one way to succeed and to beat your competition and to be better and to stand out and not even to, even more importantly to not have any competition you know zero to one like Peter Thiel talks about you know like Facebook or Google where they're complete monopolies because they do something so completely different that no one can compete because they make a new category for themselves The way to really succeed is to do something that no one else is doing. And you might be like, well, I'm I'm an attorney or I'm a dentist or, you know what, we're doing, you know, there's only so much I can do. But that's not true. There's always something you can do completely different. That's in line with who you are, with your authenticity, with your, the way you do your work, the way you live your life. That's completely different. Because there's, so many infinite possibilities out there especially now with inbound marketing where you can find the people that those possibilities fit perfectly but doing the thing that other people won't do is tough it is really tough because it's scary but that's another great thing that you know Grant Cardone's book it's good it's not necessarily you know the tone of it isn't necessarily the 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 pitch that I like, but he has a lot of good stuff in it. And this one, you know, he says, you know, when it comes to only practice, but also in fear and embracing the fear. And if you're not afraid, well, then you're not growing. You know, uh, if you're not afraid, you're not growing. And that's true because if you're not doing something so out of the box, then well, you know, you're following somebody, you're like, well, so-and-so did this, so, you know, if I can take over that market. Well, how are you going to compete with someone if they're already doing it well? You know, how are you going to look at your competition and go, well, I'm going to do the same thing and expect that you're going to expe- exceed them because they're, they've got a leg up on you. And if you're looking at it, well, how long did it take them to get out there? And how are you going to stand out doing that piece of marketing? You got to do stuff different. You got to make it better. You got to make it yours. And if you're, whatever your competition's doing, it, it's not going to work for you. You can take pieces of it and adapt it to your marketing campaigns, adapt it to your business. But I'm telling you this, the number one way you're going to succeed is to do the thing that someone else is not willing to do. That's it. It might be working a lot harder. It might be saying no to some obvious parts of business 
You might be putting money, investing money in places where people think, well, there, there's no money to be had there. But you know there is. It might be cutting off parts of your business that you really just don't like, but are making you money. I, I, there's a thousand ways. A thousand. And, and this is the exactly it. There are a thousand different ways that you could do things that someone else isn't willing to do. You know, some of those guys, for them, the thing that they're not willing to do is knock on everyone's door. Well, if you're the guy that will knock on everyone's door and annoy them, well, you're probably going to win. Yeah, you're going to upset a lot of people. But you're not going to win without upsetting some people. You're not going to be the best without upsetting some people. I mean, look at Apple. And people, it almost sickens me how much people use Apple as an example in their books and whatever and, and here I am using it but it, it's they're a perfect example or Microsoft they, they all have someone that doesn't like them look how many people complain about Facebook and how horrible Facebook is a company and blah 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 yeah Facebook's upsetting people but man they're dominant so if you want to have below average results or to average results Then, stop, then just do what everyone else is doing and try not to upset anyone. But if you really want to succeed, do the thing that you're afraid of. And upset not only people that you don't want around, but upset some of the people that are just on the fringe. The fringe of listening to you. The fringe of, of being your client. Upset them a little. And, and, and by upset them, I, I mean don't hurt them. But shake them up a little get them talking about you get them thinking about you my mom told me you know it's when people stop talking about you that you have to worry and Grant Cardone talks about it too in, in 10x rule it's you know it, yeah those those managers that were calling people back maybe 50% of those people were like I can't believe this guy's so annoying the heck out of me well, guess what? That's 50% of people that they don't have to follow up with. Maybe the 50% of those people that didn't come back said, don't ever call me again. That saves you a lot of time as a salesperson. A lot of time. You're not in this. You know, here's another perfect example. Uh, we work with Digital Marketer. We're Digital Marketer Certified Consultants. And... You know, when I talk about Digital Marketer and Ryan Dice, who's the founder of Digital Marketer, and his techniques, if you sign up for any of his stuff, he's going to bombard you with email. Bombard you. And that's what everyone says. It's like, oh my God, I'm getting sick of his stuff. But guess what? We're talking about him. I'm talking about him. Those people are talking about him. And Ryan and Digital Marketer are not in the business of making friends. They're in the business of making money. But... If you go to their Facebook page, if you if you look around, there's a lot of people that love them. A lot of people do. And and that's a much better group of people that love them because they've been self-selected because they made it through the noise. And it might not be for you. But how can you find that group? How can you find that tribe to follow you? 
It's by doing something that someone else isn't willing to do. It's by being willing to tell your story. Be willing to stand up, raise your hand, annoy people. Let's say you're an attorney. And let's say you started calling people that didn't sign a retainer when they left your office. I know, I know. You're like, no way I'd ever do that. Or dentist. Calling people who didn't sign up for that big case and had to leave. Go talk to their spouse about it. And like, I can't do that. I could never do that. Well, it's not just you you're doing the disservice to. Because if you believe that you do the best work possible, if you believe that you're the best possible choice for that person, then you're doing that person a disservice. Because what if they leave? What if they leave your law office? What if they leave your dental office and they go to that crappy one down the street? You know the person that does horrible work that you keep having to clean up their messes after someone comes to you because their lives have been screwed up by this person, whether it's another dentist or another lawyer. And I hate to speak poorly to people, but there are those people, that small minority that do really poor work. We ha- we see it all the time in, in internet marketing, all the time, because there's no barrier to entry. And I have so many people come to us with horrible, horrible internet marketing, and they've spent tons of money. Now, when, what I'm saying is that pe- when that person left your office, you can save them with that phone call. Now, if you look at that phone call not as an annoyance, but as a service, That changes your perspective. So when you stand out and you perform that that, that marketing and, and you, you do the thing that other people aren't willing to do, you're actually performing a service for your clients. You're performing a service for your patients and potential clients and potential patients. So... You have to believe that you're providing value. And you have to provide real value. But if you're providing real value, that's what email marketing is all about. Then standing out, doing the thing that someone's not willing to do, whether it's sending a thousand emails or doing a thousand podcasts or standing out on the street corner in a chicken soup. I mean, if that's what you like to do and that's what's best for your business and that's what's going to get you some attention. Maybe that's what you got to do because no one else is willing to do it. Now we see the, the spinning sign thing everywhere. That first guy that did it, you know, people probably said, oh my gosh, what is this guy doing? But I guarantee you people paid attention to that sign. That's why everyone's doing it now. But if you can be that first person to do that thing, to tell that story, just open yourself up completely to your patients, to your clients. A lot of people aren't willing to do that. I hear a lot of people say, well, I'm not willing to share my family. That's what people want to hear about your family. There's something that you can do. So let's talk about that something. I want to leave you with an action item because I'm about halfway to Tallahassee right now. Sun's coming up, and I'm gonna start paying attention to where I'm going. 
Um, I want the sun to come up for you. So here's a little technique, a little brainstorming technique. Think about one type of client, one ideal client. Who is that person that you want to talk to? Now, I want you to think of 10 ways that you can help them. And then 10 more, and then 10 more, and then 10 more. Think of 50 ways that not only you can help them, but get in front of them. 50. That's a lot. And get ridiculous. Think of ways that only you can help them. Have some fun with this. Run with it. Stand out. Think of ways that are unique to you. Think about things that you do. What is authentic to you? What's your story? What do you love to do? I'm passing a golf course right now. Maybe it's something with golf. Maybe it's hit him over the head with the club. No, no violence, no violence. I don't need any lawsuits. Um, maybe it's giving away golf balls. I don't know. That's just one. That's the starting point. 49 ideas from now, you're going to have a breakthrough idea. So I challenge you to write down 50 ways. 50 things that other people aren't doing that you can do to provide value and get in touch with your constituents, your clients, your patients, your listeners, your people. 50 ways. Write those down. And then the most ridiculous one, do it. I bet your heart just jumped below you. Like, I can't do that. First of all, 50 ways I can't. I won't be able to call Ways. And then you're like, I'm not going to be able to do it. I, you probably thought of something really ridiculous and really funny. You're listening to this and you're like, ah, that'd be funny. And then I challenge you to do it and you're like, I can't do that. I was driving and I'm like, I can't do a podcast from the road. The sound's going to be bad. You hear the tire noise right now. You heard the rain. There's always the chance that I won't pay attention and hit this black truck in front of me. I hope my wife's not listening to this. Um, what I'm telling you is, yeah, you're going to be scared. But like we said, the fear, the trepidation, and the willingness to do something that no one else is willing to do. Because I guarantee you, out of, hopefully, I have a thousand listeners for this podcast. Out of a thousand, only 200 tops We'll write out 50 ways that they can provide value that no one else can. 50. And out of those, tops, 40, will actually take action. But those people that do something and, and get over their fear and take action and, and stand out, that's real success. So at the beginning, you know, you're listening to this podcast because you want to really succeed. But if you're not willing to do what it takes to really succeed and you want to hide behind following other people and doing what they're doing, maybe you shouldn't listen to this podcast. Maybe you should just listen to something, some easy listening music. 
listen to some top top 40. I don't know. What are the kids listening to these days? Taylor Swift? I don't know. I don't know because I listen to podcasts and audiobooks. I'm willing to do that extra bit to hopefully find an idea to help the people that I work with. Not only the people I work for, but my team. So what are you going to do? And if you're driving right now and you're like, hey, Ian, I'll, I'll write down that list and start doing things as soon as I get done. Well, if you have an iPhone, you can start a recording right now. That's even better because you're driving. You can come up with some ridiculous stuff because you got to half pay attention to the road. So a lot of that fear can be placed in the road because you should be afraid when you're driving because you're going 70 miles an hour recording a podcast. But what I, I want you to do is record 50 ways right now. Get over that excuse that you got to be a pen and paper. You have a smartphone. If you're listening to this, you have a smartphone. Record it. If it's plugged in, you don't even have to touch a button. If you have an iPhone 6, you can say, Hey, Siri, take a memo and record 50 ways. 50 ways to leave your lover or 50 ways to to find that new client to help them provide value. So record those 50 ways and then set an appointment with yourself. Set an appointment that you're going to spend 20 minutes, just 20 minutes. So I'm asking you for 30 minutes to do the one thing that guarantees success in any endeavor standing out doing the thing that the other guy won't do doing the only practice find that only practice find that only thing that only you are going to do and do it set that appointment and start doing it one of you out of the thousand will do this and take it to the extreme and a year from now think this was the moment this is the moment it all changed That was the big thing that led to the next big thing to the next big thing. That was the thing that let me open up and stand out and do things that no one else was wanted to do and made me really successful. One of you. I I hope that one of you gives me a call a year from now because that makes me so happy. And and the only person that's going to decide who that one of you is is that one of you. It's your choice. So make your marketing awesome. Record those 50 things. Do it. And keep listening. Go back. Listen to the number one regret of top marketers. And in it, there's a few other goodies. I'm about to get on I-10 to Tallahassee. Hopefully I make it there and back. So I can record another episode of Dow Inbound. But this has been Ian Garlic, CEO of Authentic Web. Thank you for listening. Let's go out and do it. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>